Hey, this is Brent Johnson, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. Back in the studio is Dave Bedini. Dave. Hi. Thank you very much for coming back. Good to be here. And you still have a cold. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> sure do. You. That's 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 my uh, that's my that's my hook. I just show up and do do podcasts when with, I'm with, with cold. colds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for sure. coming back. So uh, we were talking earlier about the fun fact about Dave Bedini. I have to raise this again. Okay. That you're the only Canadian in history to have been nominated for all three of Canada's main entertainment awards. Of course, the Junos, uh, the Gemini Award, and the Genie Award right. for television and film, respectively. Right. Yes. That it's true. That is an awesome stat to have beside your name, sir. Yeah, it's kind of a neat thing, I think. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Canada's, you know, good that way in that it's... Uh, most of those industries are kind of accessible. I think if you, if you kind of have success in one industry, another industry will kind of open to you. Yeah. If you chase it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of neat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, honestly, I even think like with, for sure with whale music, that would, the movie, you know, we would have come to that because we named an album after Paul Corrington's book, yep. whale music. Um, and even the, the film that, uh, the documentary that we won, uh, the award for was a hockey nomad. And I made that with Mike Downey, who's Gord's brother. And I, mm. Knew Mike through Gord and I didn't know Nick that. Deponsier was the cinematographer and he he shot the Hockey Nomad and you know I knew Nick because he was a fan of the band and I played a bit of hockey with them. Nick and Jen Bachewall, they're filmmakers and they made the Tragically Hip documentary. They also made Watermark and Manufacturing Landscapes and brilliant films. And yeah. their first date was at Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, Nick took Jen to see Leafs play, and uh, that was the first time we sang the anthem no, at the Garden. So that's right. uh, Jen was like, "Do they always sing the anthem?" And Nick was like, "No." <laughs> the husband first time, and that was 1992. That was uh, November 26, 1992, and I know that date because the day after I got married. Ah, so wow. we all had our we all had our tuxedos, so we wore them to sing, to sing the anthem that's at awesome. the Gardens. Um, anyways, where were we? That is really no, that's, a, that's a cool story. <laughs> And speaking of whale music, actually, another fun fact about you is that I do believe you are the first person to have coined the phrase Californication before the Red Hot Chili. Martin Tielli coined Californication. But yes. I remember hearing that. For sure. The yeah, they yeah. totally stole it from us. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you yeah. should sue them for that. I wouldn't put them beyond <laughs> them. But then again, we've stolen stuff too, so it happens. We all do. Okay, so your second batch of tunes, my friend, begins with Ian Tyson and Gallo Di Cielo. Gallo Di Cielo, but that's Gallo. okay. Good try. Oops. That's all right. I wouldn't have known Spanish. how to say it had my friend not told me how to say it. Gallo. Tom Russell wrote the song. It's from Old Corrals and, Corrals and Sagebrush, the yep. Ian Tyson record, which is a great album. Really one of the great records. And it's this is just a super sad tune about a rooster. Oh, um, is it? It is. I didn't know that. Yeah, Gallo is rooster and... Spanish Battle uh, of the Sky yeah wow so um, yeah it's a it's such you know the band is r raging on this tune and Ian Tyson sings it beautifully and he sings it there's a little bit of a yodel kind of in there in the chorus and uh, it's just a sad song really it's a song about you know poverty and, and, and struggling through life and you know doing stuff you don't want to don't, don't want to do in order to get by Mm -hmm. You know, the whole family, the whole dynasty pins their hopes on this one fighting rooster. 
and uh, it's a little bit too about and I think just like germane to our times too because it's about uh, you know Hispanic family mm-hmm. who uh, brings their rooster north um, anyways it's Tom Russell wrote it who's an incredible songwriter and, and Ian Tyson sings it it's beautiful yeah I didn't know it was about a rooster I totally is watching um... it's one of the great rooster songs Brent. <laughs> there's so many of them well, <laughs> if we thought about it we could come up with a few I'm sure Little Red Rooster there you go that's a separate podcast maybe totally yeah. <laughs> I used to watch Ian Tyson on the Ian Tyson show the Great Speckled Bird maybe CTV. There, yeah, there you go see there's gotta be more yeah 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 that was his show Great Speckled Bird yeah that was with, oh uh, that was his show yeah was, I thought it was the, East, the Ian Tyson show I think it well wasn't it didn't he have something with Sylvia Tyson too yeah, I don't know. I think Ian's show was the Great Speckled Bird. Oh, that was the band name of the band, anyways. I think it was the name of the show. Oh, but, sorry, I thought we we're still in the rooster thing. <laughs> oh no, yeah, no, there's another. But uh, he was really into birds, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, that was a cool. Yeah, that's that was a cool show. Yeah. Yeah, it was a CTV show, and I think it was, it was shot to film. I think it wasn't shot to video, mm. which made it very unlike the Ronnie Hawkins show, which was shot to video via video. Yeah. Um, but. Um, and that, I think it was recorded in a club too, or I, filmed in a club. That, but that band was a good band. Amos Garrett was on guitar with Ian Tyson at the time, and yeah. um, and I think they'd split. Ian and Sylvie had split, but I think Sylvie was on the show anyways. Yeah, she. I definitely remember but, her. Yeah. Um, yeah, classic. Yeah, that really was really good. I want to say it was like seventy-five. Yeah, it sounds about it's right. Like six for years sure. old. Yep. Yeah. Uh, REM is your next tune. It's the end of the world as we. Oh yeah, I it. just yeah. I don't know. Great pick. Love this I guess. Song. Yeah, I guess it's a great... Yeah, I just... Uh, thinking about those guys a little bit. Um, I'm not sure. I, I uh, Michael Stipe, I met him in 85 at the concert hall. Yeah. And I uh, was one of the first... He was really one of the first musicians I'd ever talked to, I think. And one of the first... I did a little interview with him. Kind of ambushed him and had a chat with him. Yeah. And he was super nice to me. Good. Yeah. Like it was good. That, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he'd been notoriously kind of thorny, but he was really super, super sweet to me. Good. And uh, the band was great. And um, yeah, they're just a great band. No, I don't think they ever took themselves too seriously, um, even though they were a, sort of a serious band. Yeah. And they were kind of a great American band too, and without many trappings either. I mean, Georgia too. So really kind of of the people and of the soil. Yeah. I, I think. Um, and they brought light to a lot of great artists too in their work as well. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just songs like Jumping on Top of the Bed when you're eight years old, you know? Yeah. It's good times. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's why before that, like Fall on Me. Yeah, for um, sure. Pop Song 89 after that, I think. Yeah. Just a lot. They have a litany of They're, great yeah, tunes. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Next one up is Neil Young and Thrasher, one right. of his greats. Yep. It's a good, good song. It's a great record. 1979, Russ Never Sleeps. He was on his yacht, and he uh, he dreamed up the tour. He dreamed up he dreamed up the Russ Never Sleeps tour, yeah, and the album. Uh, and I think they were on the road like three weeks later. Uh, you know, his idea was, I'll be a kid. I go out. You know, all the all the roadies will dress like monks. I'll go out. There'll be giant fake Marshall stacks on stage, and it'll be like this wonderland for a child, right? And yeah, um, and uh, he and he executed it quickly him and elliot roberts yeah and you know his uh you know his genius has come in these these waves you know they and this was kind of like the third wave for him this era um but it's a great record and 
the acoustic electric sides and um and Hitchhiker just came out which has all the demo yeah. versions of this song these songs which are brilliant as well yep and the, just the narrative like the narrative of this song you know the kind of lonely confused you know kid on the road a human really in the world not really knowing where their you know uh, loyalties are and not knowing where they quite fit yeah. a lot of his songs are about not fitting in which I think is something that all of us kind of share for sure and um, yeah it's just beautiful and he's amazing yeah I'd read somewhere that uh, who's the guy from Devo Mark Mothersbaugh yeah, I think he, right. came, he came up with the, the title Rust Never Sleeps I think oh yeah I think so cool because there was a commercial or something right. For Trem Cloud or whatever it was, they worked right? together after this a little bit. Did yeah. Human Highway was a movie they did together. Yeah. I think yeah, Neil Young has found he thought he had sort of a, a kindred spirits in Devo. I'm not sure if that was entirely true, but hmm. but they did try to try to do some work together. Really? Eh? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep, for yeah. sure. Yep. Interesting. Well, when Devo arrived on the scene, I I think in a way they had more of an impact than even the Sex Pistols or the Ramones. Yeah. Because they were, I mean, at the end of the day, the Ramones and the Sex Pistols were great and punk great, but they were kind of rock bands. Devo were never a rock band. No. They were just, um, you know, they were a science experiment, really. Gone yeah. wrong, kind of, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. spectacular, spectacular live shows, like brilliant live shows. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah, I saw don't know them many them. times. Really? Devo? Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they think in Massey Hall, Massey Hall show for New Traditionalists, they... They they performed half the show on conveyor belts, so they would just be they'd be marching <laughs> on conveyor belts and performing, and you would you would you would arrive go to a show and you would watch twenty minutes of films first before the show started. Oh really? All films that they'd made. Yeah, beautiful, crazy, unsettling films um, was... based on the band's narrative of devolution and yeah. Um, and then at the sh- during the end of the show, the stage went completely dark, and they they were playing. Jacohomo or on controllable controllable urge or something they were playing it then the stage went completely dark and then there was a spotlight um, at the the top of the second balcony in Massey Hall and then a, a rope fell from the was descended from the balcony yeah and uh, Marcus Mothersbaugh appeared at the top of the balcony and climbed down the rope in the middle of Massey Hall onto the floor and then climbed <laughs> over seats made his way up to the stage it was really amazing way of kind of using the whole of the room right yeah and uh yeah they were fantastic back before performers. anybody else did that they were probably. pretty yeah they were really really yeah sure before eddie vetter and bono were climbing monitors yeah they, yeah. Yeah. yeah although Wiki pop would have been doing that years ago too but actually yeah they're uh yeah so yeah well that that video you know, speaking of unsettling that video for whip it i remember was a little bit unsettling yeah, yeah. we'll even go back even further in the in the early in the late 70s their stuff was really nutty yeah, but sure, they're on. Yeah, they like to they like to play with our brains. Yeah, oh, still question. In a good way. Yeah. Next tune is by Jackson Five, and it's uh, "I Want You Back." Yep. Yeah, great song. Sure, it's a great record. This is their first single, is that right? I don't know. I this think is, it was. I want to say that like Diana Ross, and I think that Diana Ross actually introduced them it was like the jackson five introduced by diana ross or whatever it was right i don't know but she kind of was pushing them to the fore okay and i think this was kind of this the, their first lead off it's single. a great in- intro introduction like the in the beginning of this song is incredible yeah incredible arrangement you know really yeah. really great and it's a great a great vocal too yeah um great motown record just yeah just incredible yeah uh, Hall of Fame song, Hall of Fame record, Hall of Fame band. Yeah. 
yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Michael Jackson, you know, emerging from, he has these stages in his career where he kind of emerges out of, he, he like, uh, it's like the butterfly, you know, out of the chrysalis, you know, mm-hmm. he was a kid, kid performer, and now he, this song, right, so this really kind of mature song about, you know, and then he goes through the whole kind of Ben phase and stuff, and then he reinvents himself, he does Off the Wall, and all these stages, anyways, incredible, yeah. incredible, like, arc and yeah. this was the huge stepping stone for him, I think, like performing wise. It's just incredible. Oh, I, was he at like 11 or 12? That's pretty young, I think, for sure. Yeah. 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 And it's weird that he's singing this song. I, th- I don't think this is a song written for somebody else. I don't know. Because it, he, maybe if you listen to the lyrics, it's about somebody who breaks up with somebody. Yeah. And then they want them back, obviously. But then, know. you know, Michael Jackson's only like 11 years old. So it's well, always one of those head scratchers, right? Totally. Yeah. Great tune. Uh, and your last tune is by Stomp and Tom Connors. Bridge came tumbling down. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's a, we play it a lot still, and it's a tragic song about you know death and the evolution of a city in Vancouver, Second Arrows Bridge. Yeah. Um, and it's a you know it's a dark. He was it's a dark piece. Uh, you know some, some of the great songs in Canadian history have been about death. You know, Reckoning with Fitzgerald is another one. And, yeah. Um, mortality, maybe, more than anything else. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we heard it when we were on the street in Vancouver in 1987 on our first tour. We heard a guy was singing this song, actually, on the street. Oh, busking? No, it wasn't even busking. He was just a dude. He was singing, he was singing it to his friend. Like on, oh, on, really? On a, yeah, like in like a kiosk of some shitty, shitty little fucking... Uh, store on <laughs> yeah. Granville or whatever yeah. and because we knew that song we were like wow that's cool hearing somebody in Vancouver sing a song about Second Arrows yeah. and then we kind of learned it and performed it after that and stuff too oh that's cool and yeah you know because people think Tom is kind of a goofy dude which he, super, he, he has a lot of goofy songs but he also has some very serious and dark songs too and that's one yeah. of them yeah. definitely yeah well another round of great picks here well done thank you yeah so uh, I hope that your cold gets better. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. It's been hanging on. It's going to be fine, though, I think. All right, man. Well, thanks again for coming by. Sure. And uh, best of luck with, uh, with West End Phoenix. Thanks. WestEndPhoenix.com. Yes. That's how you get your subscription. All right. 50 bucks a year. Delivered to your home. To your door. Yeah. Awesome. Unless you live in a Calouette, in which case we have to mail it. <laughs> or if you live in Oshawa, we have to mail it too. I live close but to Oshawa. Probably going to have to mail it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you're in the city, we'll get you one. For Perfect. sure. Perfect. Totally. Great. And uh, possibly a new Rio's record coming out. Yeah, I hope out. so. Just good news. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I like that. We've got song, lots of songs. Awesome. So, yeah, it's good. I look forward excited to excited about it. Totally. All right, Dave, cool. thanks very much for coming by. This has been No Sleep Till Subbury with Brent Jensen and Dave Bedini. Till next time, take good care, folks. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon Worldwide. 